Is it time for you to consider getting a commercial property for your business to operate from? There may come a time when you feel that you want to expand your business to a brick and mortar location, or maybe you're just tired of renting from someone else. Join us as we discuss some key facts to consider when purchasing commercial real estate. We are Modern CPA. Our purpose is to provide valuable information to small business owners. On our podcast, Profit Points, we discuss business how-tos, give tax tips, and dig into real-life experiences in the crazy world of running your own business. If you find this podcast helpful, then like, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Hello, it's Michelle and Sean, and this is Profit Points. And today we are going to talk about commercial real estate. So we get questions from clients a lot that have operating businesses, and they've gotten to the point where they either need a brick and mortar location, or they've been in a brick and mortar location, it's not enough size for them, or they're looking to not rent anymore, right? They're tired of renting, they're tired of paying their money out, it just kind of going out the window and not really seeing a huge benefit from that. So we have a lot of people that come to us and say, okay, well, I'm thinking about getting this commercial property or thinking about exploring commercial properties. What should I do? And it happens all the time, right? So one of the things that we go through with them is how to um, initially get going on the purchase of this this property. And then what are some of the benefits, right, that um, you can have by having a commercial property that you own? So let's get into this. Um, Sean, should someone purchase a commercial property in their own names, in the business name, in the a different entity? What what is your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um Generally, what I would say is you should always purchase the real estate um, in a separate entity all its own. Um, and it should be in an entity, not like an LLC. So, um, and not a corporation or an entity taxed as a corporation. Um, so that would so- be, let's just be clear on that. So, um, we say yes for LLCs that are considered either partnerships or disregarded entities. We say no to S corporations, even LLCs that are potentially treated as an S corp for tax purposes. And we say no for corporations, right? So right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where the yes and no come in. Exactly. And, you know, the, when we, when we talk about this, um, you know, you want that real estate outside of the operating company. So if you have, um, you know, a manufacturing company or any sort of operating company that the business is is using the real estate for the operations, um, you don't want to commingle the real estate and the operating business. Um, a lot of that is for legal reasons, and that's where your lawyer can explain what what the benefits are for that. Um, but there are also tax reasons as well. Um, so in in the tax world, you you're wanting to keep that that real estate in a separate entity. So you have flexibility for maybe gifting ownership to uh to other people, to your kids. Um, you don't put it in a corporation like you um because real estate is considered like an asset that can 
um, increase in value over time, mm-hmm. um, like stocks or bonds, or they should anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, right now, we'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you you usually want to keep those outside of an operating entity. So um, because there's tax r- rules around it, um you know, changing ownership and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. could create a tax event without even selling the property. So you don't want to get involved in something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so one of the things that um, we tell people is if you're considering buying commercial property, um, you should be doing or purchasing the property in that LLC to begin with. Um a lot of question is, oh, well, can I buy it in my own name and then transfer the property? And the answer is, yeah, you can. But in a lot of instances, you're going to incur transfer costs, um, additional transfer costs, I would say. Right. right? So you're going to incur um, fees or taxes for transferring the asset initially. Um, you know, when you first buy it, and then you're going to, you could potentially incur those same transfer fees again. Um, if you transfer them into the LLC after the fact. So identifying the fact that you want to get this property into a different entity up front, you want to do that in the beginning. You don't want to do that after the fact. It is something that can be unraveled, but it's better to do it the first time because then you are going to incur less in taxes and fees on the transfer of the real estate. Yeah, anytime you're trying to transfer um, the, uh, real estate, the title of the real estate from from one name to another name uh, in any way could incur additional fees and costs. So, getting that uh, title right in when you first purchase the entity, when you first purchase the real estate, is is a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. I recently had a conversation with. Uh, with a client who is considering purchasing real estate and it had a part commercial part personal use um, uh, that they were planning on. And uh, at the end of the day, we thought that the, that the commercial use was so minimal that we would just, that we think he should just purchase it in the uh, name of his, his own name instead of the LLC um, because he was going to use it for personal purposes. So um, if that changes in the future, he understands that there could be a cost to that, but right. he didn't feel like we didn't feel like it was necessary upfront to do that. Right. So um, getting the property into an LLC has some benefits. And one of those benefits um, by keeping the property in a different entity is that your operating entity may, let's say you have two owners own that operating entity and you have ownership percentages. It doesn't have to be 50-50. It's whatever mm-hmm. you know was determined. You the the real estate, if in a separate LLC, doesn't have to be that same ownership. So you could have one person who has maybe more funding availability and wants to own more of the property or maybe just own the property 100% in this LLC. Um, It doesn't affect then the operating entity. So you can have different ownership of the operating versus the commercial real estate, depending on how you want that to play out. So a really good example is I have um, a law firm client that owns, uh, the law firm itself is owned, it's the operating entity, it's owned uh, 60-2020. 
Okay. So there's three partners, uh, 60% owner, majority owner, and then two 20% owners. The real estate though, however, was um, purchased and that LLC is owned a third each. So they, it's a different structure, right? It's a different entity structure. And that's, something that they decided they wanted to have happen when they went to purchase the commercial property. Right. Yeah. So again, you know, the flexibility of having it in a a separate entity, you know, it's there because you're, you're not, um, you're not bound by the same ownership as the operating entity. Um, yeah. And that's a perfect example of, of of what we were saying earlier. Um, you know, and there's there's all kinds of uh, scenarios where that that can happen. Um, you know, we talk about you know when when you're ready to sell the business, your operating business. Um, you know, do you want to keep the real estate and mm-hmm. rent it out to the new owners of the business or whoever may end up moving into that property? Yeah. Um, so you know, having it in a separate entity, you don't have to sell the real estate when you sell your business. You could just want to hold that on it, hold on to it as a, uh, you know, additional income in your, you know, retirement years or um, diversifying your portfolio of assets that you have. Mm-hmm. So it's not all in, uh, you know, in the market. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, having that in a separate entity also allows you for future planning um, with regards to the sale of your business. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, because you know, you may want to hold on to the to the real estate and rent it out to someone else. Um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great discussion around passive income and um, you know, that that may be the way that you go about building your own net worth to a greater degree. Uh mm-hmm. and uh it, you know real estate is pretty solid other than, you know, maybe some fluctuations here and there, but over time, you know, it's a, it's a decent investment. So, um, one of the, um, things that we talk about with people who have operating entities and then purchase commercial real estate is renting the property to the operating entity. Um, let's talk about that a little bit and how, what the, that looks like. Yeah. So, um, you know, typically when you, when you get into these arrangements where your operating business is in a real estate that you own, um, you know, you would create a rental agreement with your operating business. And, you know, we suggest actually having a real rental agreement drawn up with fair market value rent. So, um, and then that company actually pays your rental company or you, uh, that a separate entity rent uh, on a regular basis. Um, it provides uh, deductions for the operating business, which could potentially save you taxes depending on how your mm-hmm. um, operating entity is taxed. Uh, and then on the other side, you would have income for the rent, but you would have deductions related to depreciation of the property and any other uh, real estate taxes or mortgage interest. If there's a mortgage on the property, those kinds of things. Exactly. You can also set up those rental agreements um, in various ways. There's a lot of times where um, rental agreements will be set up with a triple net lease, which means really the operating company is uh, going to pay 
nearly all the expenses that relate to the the operation of the property um and then in that case you know all the expenses would would fall onto the operating company with uh just you know maybe real estate taxes and mortgage interest on and depreciation on the um commercial property commercial real estate property llc yeah exactly and you know again we we suggest having an attorney draw up the documents mm-hmm. for for all of these things you know the, to create the separate entity to create these rental agreements uh, there may be even a loan um, from the operating company to the rental company in order to help fund the purchase of the property mm-hmm. um, so there might be some uh, commingling or um, or um, intercompany you know, intercompany inter- transactions that you have to mm-hmm. kind of you you want to make sure that they're uh, agreements in place for all that stuff is to yeah. pass pass IRS scrutiny for some of that stuff. Yeah, and and we you mentioned even about you know fair market value, and we have people that um, have had these properties and they're charging double or triple fair market value, and and in many instances, let's talk about what the IRS thinks about that. You know, um, yeah, how, we've both been under. Um, I, or help represent clients that have been in audit situations. And um, let's talk about yeah. what the IRS has to say about all that. Yeah. If, if like, it, as I said before, you could save taxes by renting the property back to the uh, operating company. Um, and the IRS knows that obviously, and is going one doesn't want you to overstate those tax savings. So they require um, you to uh, set the rent at a fair market value. So the fair market value would be what would someone who is not related to you, a third party, what would they pay to rent that property? What's the average rental space in that geographic area for that type Mm -hmm. of building, for that type of... um, for that type of industry, you know, mm-hmm. what is that all of that going for? Mm-hmm. And you know, there's some there's some fluctuation in there, and there's some room to to maneuver on that. But you know, you want to kind of get a third party's perspective on that as to what they would pay, yeah. and then and then set the rent at at that rate. So. I've I've had people that have done their own research, you know, um, got mm-hmm. quotes for uh, various spaces that may be comparable, um, mm-hmm. comparable rental spaces, and you know, have basically used that and kept that in their file as what the rent would potentially be for for the property, um, and and kind of had that in their in their perm files so that when and if they were ever examined by the IRS, if it was ever in question, um, if it is reasonable, I say most cases the IRS is not going to fight it all that much. Mm-hmm. They have bigger fish to fry, but they um, would definitely examine if it looked odd. If it, yeah. it if it was very odd for either um, the space that was there or even at, at examination, if they dug into the agreement and it was just didn't make any sense why this number was being used, um, that's yeah. when you kind of find yourself in trouble. Yeah, and and also if you aren't actually paying that rent, like is is just is it just a, a book? Is it just a book entry um, that you're you're not? actually um uh, finishing that transaction by actually paying it right so mm-hmm. yeah you got, got to have some exchange of funds there to to help 
that whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very easy because you can <clears throat> set up, you know, a bank account that is in the same place that you have your operating company and do a rent sweep every month to pay mm-hmm. rent um, makes it nice yep. and easy for people. You don't have to physically write a check. It doesn't have to be a yeah. physical invoice as long as you're following the um, gr- agreement, you know, yep. the the agreement, the rental agreement. And um, it doesn't need to be overly complicated, but that's the kind of stuff that they look at as to whether or not this is like a legit type of rental um, for for that space. So, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, getting all your ducks in order with, with all the paperwork, um, and, uh, you know, following through with, um, with actually making those transactions happen, whether it's the rent, the loans, you know, all that stuff. Right. Right. So anything else that people need to be considering when they're getting commercial property? I mean, um, we talked today about some of the ways that you need to purchase a property. We talked about building net worth and um, having you could have potentially different ownership percentages and some of the benefits. And then also maybe even some of the pitfalls as it relates to you know, third-party um, values and the IRS uh, when it comes yeah. to renting it back to the owner operating company. Yeah, just one 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 final thing I think is uh you know be prepared to have your business financials ready to um if if you need to get a mortgage, you're going to need your personal financials, you're going to need your business financials all uh put together to provide the lender cuz they're going to ask for everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, that is not accurate. Just, not just the business because, you know, it's an owner operated uh entity. So, um you're going to have you're going to have, you know, you're going to need down money, you're going to need, you know, all the financial um for for the business and your personal to yeah. all put together. Yeah, keep that organized. And speaking of which, if you are struggling with your uh, business financials and not sure where to go, you can take our uh, masterclass. And that is at moderncpaonline.com slash masterclass. And you get a free 24-hour access pass to learn the three big financial mistakes new business owners make and what to do next. Um, We encourage everyone to... um, kind of take this masterclass. It will provide some basic foundations. Um, If you like this content, please uh, be sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of the latest releases. Uh, We thank you for joining us today on Profit Points. Take care, everyone. Bye. For more information on getting ready for tax time, visit moderncpaonline.com slash quiz to take the free 60-second quiz to find out if your business is ready for tax time. We also encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any future videos and leave a like and a comment below if you have any further questions.